It's like playing Madden, like, but in Madden. Wingstop, 20 piece. See, he drums only. This team on flats. Stafford's been the best quarterback I've played with. Um, the guy can flat out play. I can always do work, bro. I can always do work. Y'all know what I am. Round six, pick 200. I can always get work. The Back Judge Podcast is back. Boys, thank you very much for carrying the torch uh, without me last week. Listen to that pod in the car on the way back to Michigan. Great time in Philly with the boys. And uh, also just happy to report we sit here divisional playoff weekend. Patriots are out of the playoffs, baby. That it, it, a little a little story, a little background. A, a friend of the show, Aiden Crehan. We'll see if he listens to this, but I have I've been an enemy of the show. Terms, let's just put it that way. Yeah, we, <laughs> our biggest critic, our bit, biggest critic. This, this, this I, podcast I, I, as a uh, what is it? A, a, a hole or a hole? A hole, a hole <laughs> or a vacuum <laughs> that we yeah. shout into. Well, I, I've completely ghosted him in terms of Patriots talk. We uh, he, during the game, he's texting me, texting me a little Hall of Fame gif. When Julian Ellison has a five-yard run that Connor Ryan could have scored on, I mean, it, it, the 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 guy in man literally got run over by a linebacker. It was one of the easiest touchdowns I've ever seen. Crehan's texting me all about it. Of course, crickets when second and six comes in the fourth quarter. We don't we don't hear anything when that happens. And then the game ends. I'm I'm radio silent, sending nothing. Same same tactic I've rolled the whole time. Crehan sends out a group message to me and Fink. Silence is appreciated, oh, he says. Oh, my God. I, I was giving him the silence. He's, giving ra- him the silence. he's rattled that at this kid point. That was, he, he was stewing in Bosworth. <laughs> stewing in Bosworth. I'm about six Bud Platinums. Didn't know what to do with himself. No one was texting him. No confrontations to be That's had. That's awesome. It was, it was a beautiful day. It was, it was a great day. I went to bed with, with a big old smile on my face. I'm collecting a pizza and wings dinner. For myself and Matt Fink from Jack Maddie's dad as well, a bet I placed in August. No pats in the AFC Championship game. I actually think I might even have a, a back judge prophecy on that too. I'll have to go. I think you back may. And check, I think you but, may. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think you did. So, so just a really a great overall time with the Titans winning. I didn't expect it to happen. I was expecting that bet to come through when the Patriots would have to travel to Arrowhead, but Christmas uh, came a little early for me. Uh, couldn't be happier that they're they're kind of out of the picture. I mean, as, as I won't even you know try and dispute how great that dynasty has been. But football, I think, is a little more fun when there's less you know dynasties and more teams always in the mix. So I think we're going to see a new, definitely see a new face of the AFC uh, come through this year. Someone else is going to kind of have a chance to to take the throne. I mean, the past quarterbacks have been Roethlisberger, Brady, and Manning. And that era, I think, is, is, is almost leaving us now. And you're going to see Mahomes, Watson, uh, even maybe Lamar, too, if he can keep up this pace that he's been on this year because he's probably going to be the NFL MVP. So it's just going to be super interesting to see what happens going forward. But um, I'm just ready for these games, excited that the Pats are out. It's, it's good to be back on the pod. Absolutely. We're, we're more than happy definitely. to have you, Clark. We, we definitely missed you uh, last week, although I think, you know, we did our, we did our best. Um, but, yeah, man, I'm ready to get into these picks. I'm not as excited that the Pats lost as you are, but at the same time could not disagree with you one bit that the uh, the playoffs are definitely a little – there's a little more excitement 
um, you know, with them out and, you know, kind of the passing of the torch, so to speak. Uh, always love to see a little bit more parity and variety in the uh, in the playoffs. It's always fun. So we'll, we'll be. Well, and I, I, I know it's it's still the Patriots, but that was a kind of a shell of what the Patriots have been in the past. And I'm not even really convinced that if they had won, that it would be a better game going up against the Chiefs and the Titans going yeah. up against the Ravens. I mean, you lose to the Dolphins last week at home to not even get a spot in the bye where you're really trying to play to win. And I think that's when all the red flags started flying and. None of us really wanted to be the ones to say, oh, it's over, they're going to lose the Titans this week because that always seems how it, to bite people in the butt. But I think as we sit here now, it, doesn't, it wasn't really going to matter. That team just wasn't really cut out for it. The defense kind of lost steam going down the end. They were just on the field too much, too, with the offense not being able to kind of control games. So uh, it's going to be interesting going forward again, like I said. But let's, let's do get into these games. The first one coming at you is going to be Vikings at 49ers. Lee. The upset Vikings, baby. It's it's just the prophecy going forward. Why don't you kick yeah, us off I'm with this one? Yeah, I'd be more than happy to, Clep. Um, my Vikings getting slighted again. Give me, the, give me the seven points, man. I think this is a spot where, listen, I understand how good the San Francisco 49ers are. They, they were the best team in the NFC this year. Maybe you can make an argument that the Saints were. Um, 49ers, Kyle Shanahan, coach of the year. Give it to him now. Deserve the home field. But... I had this conversation with Tommy. He probably remembers, remember, remembers it three or four weeks ago. This is Kyle Shanahan's first uh, playoff game as a head coach, for whatever that's worth. It's Jimmy Garoppolo's first playoff game as a starting quarterback. And although the San Francisco team has been dynamite this year, there's a lot of youth on this team. There's a lot of players that really haven't played in this big of a game thus far in their career. Um, you look across that D-line, I know it's been spectacular, but really young. A lot of those guys haven't really played in a game this meaningful um, I don't want to undermine the team too much. I want to, you know, err on the side of caution. I do want to give credit where it's due. Um, I do think the 49ers obviously deserve to be a favorite in this game. Similar to last week with the Saints, I would set the line more around 5.5 or 4.5. Um, I think the Vikings have proven that they're worthy to be in this spot. I don't think they're a fraudulent team. I think their defense looked phenomenal last week against New Orleans. Obviously, a lot of that had to do with Drew Brees not being able to get the ball where it needed to be, but that defense put themselves in a position to win that game. Um, and obviously, you can, you can make an argument that the Minnesota Vikings have the best rushing game in uh, ground game in the, in the NFL right now. I think that they're extremely thorough running the football, and if Kirk Cousins can deliver the ball when he needs to, this is a really hard team to beat. Um, but I digress into my prediction. I mean, I'm sticking with the Vikings here, man. I, you can read that, that preseason article, my NFC Championship with Seahawks-Vikings, and I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with my guns. I think this is a Vikings team that is playing that underdog role to a T. And with what they did in New Orleans last week, how can I count them out in San Francisco uh, this coming weekend against a team that is – a little bit less experienced than they are. I, I think this Minnesota team's really going to get after it. I think we're going to see a really good football game, but I think we're going to see a game that is kind of similar to the game we saw against New Orleans where Minnesota controls the time of possession. Their defensive line gets uh, pressure on Garoppolo, rattles him up a little bit, maybe roughs him up a little bit early in the game. And I, I think we're going to see uh, Kyle Shanahan have to go really deep into that bag of, of tricks and plays to be able to get this 49ers team out with a win. And I'm not saying that he's not capable of doing that, but he will most definitely be tested. And I'm going to take the team that I truly believe presents a higher floor in this spot, and that's the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, uh, I mean, not a lot to disagree with you there. I obviously was wrong last week. Uh, the Saints were kind of my lock of the week. I was the most confident in them moving on in the wild card round. 
Uh, and they really just uh, had a disappointing performance. I got to give it up to the Vikings. I thought uh, Cousins, especially in overtime, uh, played really well. I think Stefanski did a great job calling the game for them. Lee, you mentioned the run game. Um, it all kind of starts with Dalvin Cook, I think. And, I, and, and, I, and also I want to give it up to the Vikings defense because that's a unit that I've, you know, I said that they can rush the passer. I think Eric Hendricks is a good linebacker. But their secondary, I think, really, uh, you know, stepped up against a, a, a very uh, potent Saints offensive attack. Um, and, and really, uh, to, to touch on the Saints a little bit too, we saw the limitations of Drew Brees. The only way that they could get the ball downfield was with Taysom Hill throwing the deep ball and, and Drew Brees. The one deep ball he did throw was that pick. Um, where they just can't really stretch the field vertically. And while I think that Drew Brees is a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, obviously in terms of you know what he brings and the mind that he is at the line of scrimmage, I think that the, the 49ers are going to have a little bit more of an advantage now just because they have a little bit of liver of an arm. They got the best tight end in the, in the NFL in George Kittle. And then Debo Samuel and Emmanuel Sanders both are, are really good passing uh, options. And I think that their offensive attack it just might be a little too much for this for this Vikings defense. So I'm obviously leaning Niners. Um, I was, I mean, Cousins last week was was solid, but I never really was scared. I mean, I was back in the Saints, and in overtime, Cousins proved me wrong, and he, and he had that great deep ball to feel in, and, and really I, he played his best in overtime. But throughout the course of the game, I thought Cousins was, uh, you know, relatively mediocre. Uh, they, they, you know, they had the lead on the Saints for the majority um, or uh, the Saints went up 10 nothing, and then the Vikings started to pile on, but they never really could put the game away. And, and you know, even after Brees fumbled, they still managed to get in field goal range. Um, I just think that the 49ers right now are, are too good of a team um, with their rushing attack and their defense. I think that their secondary um, can limit a lot of what, uh, you know, the Vikings can do. And then the Vikings offensive line, I think, played well against the Saints, but they're going to be going up against a much better defensive line, a much better linebacking core. Quan Alexander is back. I think that's a, a nice piece for them, along with Fred Warner that they got in the middle. Um, again, I don't know if I would lay the points with the 49ers, but I, I, I do like the 49ers uh, in this spot. Well, Tommy, I like that you mentioned the, the front seven of the 49ers being a little bit different than the Saints because I go back to that Packers game that I – Watched with Lee, and the the over offensive line was just overwhelmed by Green Bay's front seven, and the 49ers also have one of the, have had one of the best pass rushes over the entire course of the season. You can even go back to their Monday night game when they played the Browns. They really overwhelmed that kind of inferior offensive line in Cleveland. I think the Vikings have a little bit better of an O line than that, but they're definitely still a question mark for this team. I'm 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 I Lee. I really want to go with your boys just because I feel like you have some back judge mojo with them, but. And I also feel that the Vikings, with that win against the Saints, that they also have some really positive momentum going into this one. But twice on the road, I don't think I can quite swing it right now. I think the 49ers are, are a pretty elite team, and I'm going to go with them. But I think it's going to be a close. I would not be surprised if this thing's an, another three-point game, even potential overtime again uh, for this Vikings team. So I'll, I'll go with the 49ers here. But Lee, I'm sure, is, is quite comfortable on, on Minnesota oh, Island. Yeah, baby. We'll go to the nightcap. We'll go to the nightcap. Titans. I, going over to the, for, the the Baltimore Ravens, and I think I think we're all going to pick the Ravens here. I would assume. Uh, I feel like the Titans can put up a fight, oh yeah. but the Ravens also still have a pretty good defense. I know the conditions in New England were a little different, but you're not going to win two games in a row with your quarterback throwing on 100 yards. Tannehill's going to have to do a lot more in this one for the Titans to have a have a good shot, and I think the Ravens just kind of have a different type of swagger uh, in, in, compared to all the other teams that are left in the playoffs here. So. 
Uh, give me Baltimore. Not not too much analysis here from from my perspective. Yeah. Um, another thing I was talking to Tommy about uh, recently is I obviously I'm not going to pick against the Ravens in this spot, but I would say that the Ravens ought to proceed with caution in this game. Um, I think that. 10 points is a little bit too much. I, I would take the Titans plus 10. I think this is going to be a pretty close football game. I don't see the Ravens blowing this Titans team out. Um, this is a rally group in Tennessee. They're very uh, – talk about a team similar to Minnesota that is riding definitely some serious momentum right now, arguably one of the hottest teams in the NFL uh, outside of Baltimore. You can make an argument these are, the, these are the two hottest teams in the NFL playing each other. Um, and – you know, Ryan Tannehill has opened up this offense in a way that I don't think they thought they could be opened up before, and they were probably right with, with Mariota. Um, and I just think that even with Baltimore being as dominant as they've been all year, this is the playoffs, man, and I know they're at home, but I don't think things are going to come quite as easy as they have uh, down the stretch for Baltimore, and we're going to have to see we're going to see Lamar get tested a little bit more than he has been all year, obviously. With I think Tennessee's really going to pull out all the stops on defense to try to confuse him. And try to match the the uh, I would say the variety of, of of the play calling on offense in Baltimore with their defensive schemes. So I'm really interested to see what they're going to do there. I think that this Tennessee group is going to be rolling into Baltimore with some momentum. Everyone's picking against them, kind of similar to the New England game. Obviously, Baltimore is a better team, but I'm not counting the Titans out in this spot. I think this is going to be a close football game. I see the Ravens kind of controlling the scoreboard for most of the game and pulling away late, but that's why I'm not going to pick against them. But I think 10 points is a little, a little bit uh, disrespectful to Tennessee to be giving them a touchdown and a field goal against this team in the playoffs. I think Tennessee's a bit tougher than that. So I like the Ravens to win by maybe four or seven. Yeah, I, I kind of disagree, man. I uh, I kind of uh, I'm on the Ravens with the points. I, I would take them. That's at nine and a half right now. I take them nine and a half, and I like them minus six for the first half. I just think we kind of saw last week what happens when you have um, and I, uh, Ryan Tannehill going up against a good secondary. And I mean, even if you want to give New England a slight edge over Baltimore secondary, I think Baltimore is one of the better secondaries in the NFL. And I think that their front seven is it can compete with New England too. With Tennessee, it really just comes down to stopping the run. And we saw, Clep mentioned it, Brian Tannehill had 98 yards passing last week. And the only reason that, you know, if Julian Edelman completes that third down uh, the, and the Patriots get into field goal range, we're, we're talking about how Ryan Tannehill really uh, was the X factor in, in not taking the Titans over, over the hump last week. And I just think that Baltimore... Their offense has been unstoppable this this year. Uh, the Tennessee's defense is is not a very good unit. I think that we saw that New England had a bunch of opportunities to to remain in that game, and they were live in that game for the majority of it. And and on the offensive side, um, their, their whole offense really runs through Derrick Henry. And, and obviously, that's easier said than done stopping Derrick Henry because when you get into the second half, he's a big man. He's a, he's a big athletic man who's just hard to bring down. But if Tennessee's down in this game, which I expect them to be because I don't see how their defense is going to stop the Ravens' offense, um, I don't see how they're going to just run the ball uh, you know, when they're down. They're not going to be able to run the ball and, and do what they did to New England and, and eat clock and, and get into field goal range and, and really run their offense through Derrick Henry. So I like the Ravens to be up in this game from the start and you know, consistently have a lead and make it uh, – make, the, the onus has to be on Ryan Tannehill to, to throw the ball vertically and, and keep this team uh, you know, in the game that way. So I like the Ravens minus 9.5 and, and the Ravens in the first half minus 6. Uh, and I think they're, just, they're too much of a juggernaut at home. Um, you know, 
for, for, for Tennessee say, to stay I'll, in this I'll game. I'll take you up on a gentleman's bet on that minus six in the first half. I think the fact I think the fact that the Ravens okay. have gotten three weeks off, Greg Roman's interviewing for other for head coaching jobs. I just think that we might see this Ravens team. We might see them what is that? Get, you know get off to a little bit of a slow start. They haven't played a football game in three weeks. I know they're at home, but I think this Tennessee team is coming in with a major chip on their shoulder. I don't think you can just gift the Ravens the first half because they start out hot usually. I think that in this particular case, they sat out week 17, obviously, so they're going to be well-rested. I don't necessarily know what Ingram's status is, but I'm assuming he'll be playing at probably 80 or 90%. Um, and I just think that we may see, you know, Tennessee. I think if I'm the Tennessee Titans, if I'm on the staff or whatever, my big emphasis is getting stops early and stopping, trying to stop the – but how do you, mean, how do, you do, that? do that? I mean, how does anyone get stops? I, it's not, it's I just not don't, like the Ravens are impossible I know, to stop. I, don't see like, I understand they're a good team. I'm but. not saying they're impossible to stop, but I'm saying that we saw a, a pretty porous New England offense, uh, you know, have opportunities against the Tennessee's defense, and Tennessee's defense really not showing really yeah, anything, I, and they're I going up against I, a much lighter offense with a better quarterback right now. As, oh, well, then they're going to play the exact same way in the Baltimore game. I, I, like, I just don't see it that way. I think that the Ravens haven't played a football game in three weeks. I think that they may be shaking off a slight bit of rust in the first quarter and that it could be a tie ball game in the half. I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to put my money on the game. I'm saying I take you up on a gentleman's bet. In, in, in that game. I'm not, you know, if I was that in love with it, I'd be betting Tennessee plus six in the first half. I'm just saying I would ap- approach that with a little bit of caution just because the Ravens haven't played a game in uh, in three weeks. And you know what? I'll be the guy to say it. The last, I know Lamar Jackson's been the MVP this year, but the last playoff game we saw him in was one of the worst quarterbacking performances I've seen ever watched in my life. So I'm not just going to grant that everything's going to be the exact same, you know, uh, that it's been all year going into the playoffs. I've seen crazier things happen. So, all, all that I would say is, if Tennessee had a better, a better defensive personnel, I'd be with you. But I just don't think that they have. They just don't match up well Fair with enough. the Ravens. I don't think. I, I, the Patriots were able to run. Were able to run the ball with Sony Michelle with with you know relative ease. Not like. And I just think you're going up against a much better rushing attack. And then when you get Lamar Jackson in those improvis, improvisational situations where he's creating plays outside of the pocket and Mark Andrews and Marquise Brown and some of the weapons. That they have. I, I just understand think that this the is a nightmare opportunity. The but they scored 13 points, Tommy. It's not like they were like. I, <laughs> yeah, and I think that's a reflection on their. Yeah, awful sure offense. it is. But I you also they, have they to give a little bit of credit where it's should have won that game. To one touchdown, like that's not a, that's not necessarily. Yeah, uh, I am. I'm. Let's uh, yeah, let's I'm move on to the next game, fellas. <laughs> I'm giving credit where it's due. All that I'm saying is the the Ravens' offense is clearly a different beast than the Patriots. Let's let's crawl out of the Murray debate hole. Move on to the Trubisky Bowl. Mm. This was uh, this was this was a great matchup uh, early on in the regular season. The Chiefs came out on top in that one, and I'm I'm going to predict the same here. I think the Texans. Um, I mean, I think it was a really good win for them at home, coming back from down 16-0. But still, they did too many things wrong in, in that game, and that's kind of just been the epitome of their entire season. That they've just been extremely volatile. They'll be great one game, terrible the next. And I don't trust them to go into Arrowhead against an elite team and pull this off. Deshaun Watson obviously is a superhero. I think he deserves a lot better in terms of coaches and and everything that's been around him in Houston. I think this team could be in a lot of trouble moving forward with their lack of just resources in terms of the draft. And you're going to have to pay Tunsil and Watson. So the team is kind of what the team is. And I don't know if they're really built for a Super Bowl run at, at any point in the future, but... 
they'll always be competitive because of Deshaun Watson. And I think that's kind of going to be the underlying point of this game. And I feel like it might be closing to halftime, but I see the Chiefs potentially winning this one by, by 10 or 14 points when, when the clock hit zero in the fourth quarter. Give me the points again. I think that this is disrespectful to the Houston Texans to, to, be, to be giving them over a touchdown. Um, I think Deshaun Watson is poised for this moment. Uh, I think that last week was a, was a great spot for the Houston Texans to prove to themselves that they got a shot at this thing, that they're a little bit more battle-tested. That Buffalo comeback was uh, pretty impressive. Um, I know that there's obviously problems with this team. They don't, uh, their defense is not very good, and Watson's going to have to be a superhero in order for them to continue to win games, but I wouldn't even count him out on doing that. I think that this offense is going to be able to score points against Kansas City, and I think we're going to see a bit of a shootout here. Um, and I see the Kansas City Chiefs winning this game, but uh, I, think, I think that they're going to win it by a touchdown or a field goal. I don't, I don't think they're going to run away with it. I think Texans, the Texans are going to be able to keep up with them. We saw these two teams play at Arrowhead um, you know, midway through the season, and the Texans went in there and won a game. So I don't think they're going to be short of confidence going into Kansas City. Um, you know, I ultimately think the Chiefs will win this game, but I do want to say one of my favorite bets of the year I hope I'm right about this because I don't see why the number's there, but the Houston Texans team total is at 19 and a half. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm hammering the over on that because I looked up their schedule only three times this year. The Texans were held to under 19 points. And uh, I just, you know, three times out of, you know, 17 games, including the Buffalo game. I know even Buffalo last week with a much better defense in Kansas City held the Texans to only 22 points. Um, and that's still over 19. So I think that the Texans will score more than 19 points in this game, um, even if they do end up losing. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I think this is the game I'm most excited for, dare I say it, this weekend, I, I think is the Houston-Kansas City game because I do think a lot of people are disrespecting Deshaun Watson. I understand. Listen, Mahomes was the, the Chiefs are my Super Bowl pick. I know how great Mahomes is, but I think Deshaun Watson is just as good, if not better, quite honestly. So I think that this is a great spot for him to prove that. And if he can go out and do that, that'll be very impressive. I would love to see it. Um, I can't fully invest in him winning the game just because I think uh, Kansas City is a better team all around, and this is kind of Andy Reid's year. But I will say that I think Houston's uh, poised to surprise a few people with, with their potent offense. Lee, we finally can agree on something, man. Uh, I, I got Houston over 20 and a half. I think that is like a, about as a lock as you can get. I think they're going to score three touchdowns. And I pretty much agree with your assessment. I don't know about taking uh, Houston nine and a half. I obviously like the Chiefs to, to win this game. But I do think it's going to be a shootout where Houston's going to be trailing probably for the majority of the game. But they're always going to be in it because of Deshaun Watson. Uh, I don't think the Texans' D and their secondary matches up well against Kansas City. To touch on that game last week, I mean, I think if the Bills, if Josh Allen was just a little bit more war-ready, they would have won that game. Um, I think the Texans, you know, I think they're probably better in the underdog spot than, you know, than the favorite spot. Um, I do really like them to go, to get at least three touchdowns, to go over 20 and a half. Uh, obviously, Deshaun Watson, as you guys both alluded to, is is a superhero, but I do think the Chiefs are a little bit too much. they got a little bit too much on offense, and really their defense is, is really starting to come into form, uh, especially in the secondary. Juan Thornhill's out for the year. They're, they're, they're nice rookie safety, so that's going to be uh, a, you know, a, a, a big miss for them, but I do think that they're just a little bit too much. they got the better coach. They have a better offense. They, I think they have a better defense, too, but I do, think, I do expect the Texans to be live throughout this game in a hostile environment in Arrowhead. So I'm with you, Lee. I like Houston. I got it at over 20 and a half. And uh, just a quick, just pour one out for the Bills, man. Yeah. God. 
was dis- I was disappointed. I, I'm going to really be the top here. Though, and I'm be, well, that's that's the team. That's the team that they were all year. That's the team they were all year. Yeah. So. You yeah. know, I, I, yeah. I know. I'm just saying, I love that overnight boss magic, being up 16-0 at half. Phenomenal just, you know, come on. You can't discount oh, oh, anything and, they did this oh, year. Yeah. I, I mean, Josh Allen, man, I gained a lot of respect for that guy this year, but he's limited. He's very limited, and he's going to continue yep. to be limited. These are problems Probably you can't limited. necessarily remedy. Yeah. I think that this offseason they're going to try to kind of copy the Ravens model a little bit more and try to make a lot of those plays way easier for him, where I think he might be – Making doing a little bit too much, you know, reading or 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 you know, overthinking. I, I think he needs to get the. They need to get him get maybe, the ball out quick and 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 maybe they can have a full season of, of having Devin Singletary as their feature back and yeah, not, and not you know awesome. running Frank Gore to the he ground. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, yeah that, he, that's he, what I've been yelling all year. I mean, he's had ridiculous production with like no carries. I mean, I, I know he had some injury issues, so they maybe they're trying to limit him there. And Frank Gore still had like a pretty good season. Um, the other yeah. thing with with Josh Allen though is even towards the end of that game, every single play was him trying to extend and make something happen. He doesn't he trust rattled, he doesn't man. trust anything within the structure of what they're trying to do. And you can make a few backyard plays a game, a, a game, but at some point your receivers have to know that you're going to be on time or they're going to be running their routes at 75%, and the whole thing is just going to collapse. I mean, he's just standing back there and then trying to he's make something happen. He's got one of the best and, lines in football, yeah, too. It's like, dude, you got to be able yep. to sit in the pocket and make throws, and, and he's very – this is the complaints that people had, uh, you know, with him coming out of Wyoming because he got away with that stuff at Wyoming. It's part of the reason why they were so good is because he could just get away with a lot of that stuff, and you cannot do that stuff in the NFL. He's definitely, you know – cleaned up a lot of his game, but I just think there's certain inherent parts of his game that aren't going to change. Um, and it's almost like a it James kind of thing. is almost like a Jameis thing, yeah. Like, it's just yeah, like who it he absolutely is. is. Like, and and you got to ride with it. And I think yeah. Buffalo's the city that's going to ride with it. And I don't know how far he's going to get him, but we saw this year, I mean, they won 10 games and were they, – they really should have won that football game in Houston and should be still alive in the playoffs. But that's a different story for a different day. Um, and, yeah. Let's go, to, let's go to Dom's land, Lambeau. <laughs> Let's go to the land of Dom, Volume two. where the Seahawks are going to pull off an upset. The Seahawks are going into that playoff game at Lambeau and taking this one home. Oh, are we all going to be on Seattle Island? And the Packers, man, I mean, they're 13-3. and I've hated them all year. The Chickens are going to come home to roost. They're going to get an elite quarterback in that stadium, and it ain't going to be 12. Swan right? song. And, and, this, and Quandre Diggs on the other end. I, I'm kind of pulling for the Seahawks team to, to make it through the NFC Championship game, maybe even the Super Bowl, just for uh, good old Quandre Diggs to get himself some hardware potentially. Um, I don't know. The Packers, too, also have – I mean, they've had a good front seven, but they, they have a suspect secondary at some points this year. They've let up a, a lot of yards to opposing receivers. DK Metcalf had somewhat of a coming-out party uh, against the Philadelphia Eagles. It'll be interesting to see if he can kind of be consistent with that. It's one thing to do it once, but, you, you know, it's the NFL. It's the playoffs. You have to be, like, that consistent weapon for your team. And if he can have another game like he had – Travis Homer is is making some plays out of the backfield, and you still have Marshawn Lynch when you get down to the goal line. But, I mean, Russell Wilson's running the show. I saw some crazy thing. He was responsible for, like, 70% of the yards that they gained against the – or it was, like, only 17 yards were not gained by Russell Wilson, something ridiculous like that in the, in the Philadelphia game. And they, they kind of controlled that one. I know that Carson Wentz went down, and I think they went into cruise control a little bit and just, just managed it all the way to the end. I think in Green Bay, even if you're up, you, you can't just sit on a lead – uh, you, you really have to grab this one by the throat here, but 
Uh, I like Seattle. I think the Packers are, are not as good as they've been advertised all year. And uh, I hope that the Seattle Seahawks pull this one out. This is the Matt LaFleur game. This is the game where... This is, this is the lab coach versus the Matt, lab Matt LaFleur Matt LaFleur is going to get big brain. <laughs> He's going to get big brain, and that's the reason why I'm picking the Seattle Seahawks in this game. Um, Club, you, you alluded to it a little bit with the Seattle defense. Uh, I read something over this past week. I think they have a bottom five defense in uh, defensing big plays, which is one of the, you know, that's a sieve in order or when you're going up against the uh, Seattle Seahawks. That's a team that. You mean the you mean the Packers? Yeah, the have. Packers have have a, a bottom five yeah. defense mm-hmm. you know, defensing big plays. So you're playing Seattle. You talked about DK Metcalf and some of the guys they have on their team. They're 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 a big play team when they're throwing the football. Even, Even Tyler Lockett. Lockett. Well, yeah. Well, you I mean, see Russell Wilson yeah. extending plays, and he always has his eyes downfield. And, and, and Russell Wilson's one of the best deep ball throwers exactly. in the NFL. If always not the keeps best his eyes one, downfield. So. Extremely comfortable uh, improvising, and I think that. I think DK is going to have a big game, or one of those receivers is going to have a big game. Maybe one of the unknowns, you know, uh, the one of the more, more, or or, or yeah, David is going to get a deep ball. But this secondary is going to get tested. I think we're going to see a physical football game. It's going to be chilly in Lambeau. Um, this Packers team has got a lot of fight in it. They've been pretty good all year, but ultimately, man, I'm not betting against Russell Wilson in this spot. I think that the Packers. Um, like you said, man, the chickens are coming home to roost. This is a team that I don't think really was worthy of the buy. And I think Seattle, man, this is – I mean, Seattle very well could be the best team in the NFC. We, we uh, you know, you can make an argument that they're the best team in the NFC. They're one play away. Um, they beat San Francisco once. We're one play away from getting uh, home field advantage against San Francisco in the last game of the year. Um, so I think this is a Seattle team that has a lot of momentum and – with Marshawn Lynch back, they're poised to make this run, man. I'm really excited to, to see it, and I'm, I'm all aboard on the Seahawks train right now uh, going into Lambeau. Yeah, I am too, and, and I agree with a lot of the points that, that you guys made, but I guess I'll, I'll be devil's advocate and pr- try and pour a, little, pour a little water on the Seahawks' fire. Um, the Seahawks' coaching, I think, is, is not subpar, but is not as good as it should be. I think that they have a habit of letting teams stick around in games much longer than they should have. They should have put the Eagles out um, a lot sooner than they did. Um, the, the, the fact that, you know, I think DK Metcalf, those big plays have been there for him all year. Obviously, he, he's had some, some crucial drops throughout the year, but I think the fact that it took this far for him to have his, his breakout game is telling of what they kind of do as an offense. And secondly, uh, the, the Packers' D-line, I think, is pretty darn good. And uh, Zadarius Smith had led the league in pressures this year with, I think, 90. The Seahawks' offensive line has been awful, or at least subpar, for, you know, six years. Um, and, and, you know, and we still have Aaron Rodgers on the, on the other side, who, while this may be his swan song, he, we still have seen him, you know, I, who was it against when he had the six touchdowns or whatever, when he had the, uh, the big game. I mean, he still has the Oakland. ability to, to put big numbers up, yeah, against Oakland. To you know, to put big numbers up, and Seattle's defense, I think, is is not bad by any means, but is is definitely beatable. Um, and I, I guess that's my only apprehension with Seattle is the fact that you're you're you know you're putting faith in Russell Wilson, which I have no problem doing because he was my MVP guy for the majority of the year, and he kind of fizzled out towards the end of the year. But we saw last week, you know, how special of a player he is. Um, and and the fact that you know I'm not a huge Matt Lafleur believer, but I also have some some major questions with the Seattle coaching staff too. 
And well, I, mean, I, I, think... I, I, I understand like where that comes from, especially because the Seahawks have not led or that, that stat where they've you know been down in the fourth quarter and they've basically come back in a lot of their games and won a lot of one possession games. And people have a lot of complaints with the way Brian, Brian Schottenheimer runs his offense and, and things like that. But I also think you have to commend like the culture that they have where they literally come within half a yard of having a, a you know a, a home division a playoff game and then they travel across country and have to play the Eagles in you know another person stadium who is objectively a worse team than them and still come out like with the win I think that while they do have coaching like issues maybe like with X's and O's I think the culture there is is still is, is extremely strong to be able to Pete do Carroll's things like that. Pete Carroll's an elite football so, coach, kind of period. Just, I know that he doesn't make the yeah, greatest decision all the time, decisions all the time, but he's a Super Bowl champion for a reason. Um, I would say he's an elite leader. I don't know if, like, because in-game coaching, I think yeah, he's he been incredibly questionable. questionable moves, his, Tommy, but at the end of the day, you know, it's still Pete Carroll. Like, I, I'm taking him over Matt LaFleur 10 times out of 10 in every category of coaching. Yeah, I'm, I'm, picking, I'm, picking, I'm picking the Seahawks. All that I'm saying is I just want to say, when it comes to the that, Eagles game, that Eagles game was beautifully coached. By the Seahawks. Beautifully coached. I, I would have done the exact same thing. Josh McCown is playing quarterback for the Eagles. They The only thing I disagree with is I think they had an opportunity to kick a field goal. Um, or no, that's that's a different game. I don't even know what I'm talking about. They, that game was beautiful. They took, the, they took their foot off the gas because they knew they forced Josh McCown to beat them, and he couldn't do it. And I know he kind of came close, but they knew. I never lost confidence in that Seahawks team throughout the game. And, no, and neither did I. I mean, we both were on the Seahawks, and yeah, they were playing Josh McCown. Uh, All that I'm saying is, would you if they come with that, to, but that same the, type but of energy the, the and effort. The reason they came out with that energy is because Josh McCown was playing quarterback for the Eagles. They went into that halftime locker room okay, and made but that's, that game we're gonna, Unless Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, unless Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, then that's kind of irrelevant. All that I'm saying is more about they're going the up against plan. a better team this week with a better better quarterback. And they're, this game isn't going to, they're not, you know, this is going to be a close game. And I feel like we're all back in the Seahawks. I bet on the Seahawks. They're, they're dogs. I got them at plus set 170. Um, I expect them to win this game. But it, you're, we're just going to be, we're going to be grabbing, you know, well, our cojones and, and hoping for the I mean, best at certain points in this game, I think. Two really good teams. Uh, okay, Tommy, it's 24-24 in the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter just started, and the Packers are getting the, the I'm Packers taking the are Seahawks. getting the ball. I'm taking the Seahawks. I'm, I agree with you guys. I just want to do the the Seahawks have been great, but they're they have questionable in game coaching, and it's it's almost a Texans you effect can, where you're going to need Russell Wilson to win you games, and you're going up against better teams. That's all that I'm saying. But yes, they had a, they beat the 49ers, and they had a chance to beat them on the last play, but they were severely outplayed in those games both times, and they've they. They, I just, we're, we're just going to have to, Russell Wilson's going to have to put a super, Superman cape on. Just, he just very say they were severely outplayed in a game they won. I, or, or, or like, I, I don't, whatever. Like, that, that's not a fact. That's not, like, an objective statement at all. They they weren't severely out, outplayed in the first game. I hope I hope we get I hope we get the the uh, the three peat. I hope I, I'm hoping for a Seahawks 49ers NFC Championship. I think it'd be great. I think that's the that's the matchup that we deserve. And I expect them on to the win Green, in Green Bay side Bay. of things too. This I'm is a team saying, that that is great in the first quarter, good in the second quarter, and not a great second half team as well. So that's another thing I wanted to say is, where whereas the, the yeah. Seahawks seem to get better as the game goes on, uh, the the Packers seemingly get worse as the game goes on. So that's something I'm really interested to see. I think that the Packers are going to be leading at halftime, um, and I think it's going to be a game where Seattle's kind of coming from behind and, and, and it's tied in the fourth quarter, and I like, I like the Seahawks, and you guys do too. Tommy, I want to ask you, uh, Vikings, Titans, Texans, who's got the best chance to win outright? 
I would probably say the Vikings or the Texans. I don't. I don't, okay, I don't think so the Titans Vikings are Texans. To be honest. I don't think the Titans are going to win. I have Vikings. I would probably I was just go Vikings. Yeah. You guys. One of those teams. I mean, is I think win. it's. I think it's interesting. There, there. It's. It's not going to be Chuck. I don't I'm know. telling you. Is that a That's prophecy? A easy prophecy. Easy it's a prophecy. One of yeah. those teams is winning the game. One of those teams is winning the game. I would. I mean, yeah. I think the Vikings because t- San Francisco probably is the worst home field advantage of the of the three other teams. I don't think Levi's is really a imposing place to go into. And yeah, you got a. A rookie head coach, but I don't really put too much stock into that. And it really comes down to Jimmy G. I think if Jimmy G can't get the job done, that's how they're going to lose this I will game. Say, but man, that if Vikings Jimmy G's D, they got dudes arm is live, they, they got don't. dudes at every level. They don't. All right. I mean, I, I think they got a good pass rush, and Eric Kendricks is playing at an awful level. Is it top think, ten though? Is it top ten? Danielle, Danielle Hunter. They, yeah, they, we can they, go there. Done that. This Eric Kendricks, Anthony Barr. <laughs> Harrison yeah. Smith, Everson Griffin. They got a good front seven. Xavier Rhodes. Let's see where Xavier Rhodes has been bad this year, and he got hurt in the Saints game. So let's see. I, I have major questions about their secondary, and I think that the 49ers passing attack is going to be liver than the Saints passing attack. I hate to say it because the Saints have the best receiver in the NFL, and I really was expecting more from Drew Brees. But uh, you know that the Saints' loss to me falls on Drew Brees. I think he was not. He did not play well in that game. They did not convert third downs. He was outplayed by Kirk Cousins, even though Kirk Cousins, I didn't th- think, was really impressive until overtime. And I think that the 49ers are going to be able to shut down the Vikings' r- running attack. If Kirk Cousins the outplays Garoppolo, think the Vikings win the game? Yeah, definitely. I wouldn't set the line at 7. I think they do. If, I mean, if, unless, if, if it's down to Kirk Cousins and Garoppolo, I, I wouldn't set the line at 7. Yeah, no. I'd probably set it at 6, to be honest. But Sorry. I, yeah. I uh, I mean, to be honest, I'm I'm chalk except for the Seahawks. I got my, my I put my parlay. It was plus three hundred of, of Chiefs, Ravens, Seahawks. So that's what I'm riding with. Uh, we I forgot to mention in the 49ers Vikings game, but George Kittle is even to score a touchdown. I think that's a virtual lock too. Uh, and, and I was hot with my props last yeah, week. Yeah, so, I'm surprised uh, it's even. I if think anyone's going to score on and, their team, it's going to be him, right? These and, are their main. These are their main touchdown options. Yeah, and. Kittle for for two touchdowns is plus eight hundred. That's a little. So. That's a little. That's a that's wishful caution. thinking a little bit, I think. But I like it. I, I definitely like it. <laughs> I mean, it's gonna be gonna it's gonna be an awesome weekend. Who's guarding of football. Kittle? Harrison Smith. I mean, and, they, and Kittle, hey, he's on the fantasy team. They got good so linebackers in Harrison Smith. I'm not. I, Kittle's a monster. No one can really guard him. I'm just saying, two touchdowns. How many times has he scored two touchdowns this year? Like twice. So I mean, if it yeah. happened twice, you know. You're betting on something that only happened twice all year. That's all I'm saying. It's a playoff game. Like it could happen. If anyone's going to do it, it'd probably be him. But still, there's a reason why it's plus eight. I won't. I won't be betting on. I'm. I'm de- I, I like him a lot. Yeah, for I like. I think that's. Uh, so. I think that's a pretty good bet too. Um, well, yeah. I'm one of those teams is losing, so I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I'm. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna be a fun may, weekend I for sure. I may, by virtue, have to put another bun down on Viking Seahawks parlay just to just to see how long I can let that thing ride. <laughs> let, let it fly, it fly baby. Is right. Um. All right, boys. Um. Do, we, we can we can shut her down. I kind of wanted to talk about uh, the future of the Patriots, but do you guys want to save that for another uh, another pod? Didn't we kind of do that? Well, I just think that a lot of people are saying, specifically Malkinson in our group chat, but and other people that are, that it's been matriculated around the media that the the Patriots are, are going to move on from Tom Brady and uh, 
I just think that would be a bad move. I think I think he's I think he. I mean, I, I'm, I'm glad we all agree, but this seems to be a talking point that he's going to go to the Chargers. I heard on uh, Good Up this morning, Damian Woody is saying he's going to go to the talk about. That's why I just it's think the same thing where they talk about Jim Harbaugh getting fired all the time. Like when they, because they have nothing better to talk about. Well, I think, I mean, uh, a lot of people in the know supposedly think that he's going to leave. I just don't, I don't, I see it from, I guess, Brady's angle, but from the Patriots' angle, I just don't see where the upgrade would be. I don't think Andy Dalton, you know, or, you know, whoever it may be, Teddy Two Gloves is going to be, you know, an upgrade over Brady. I think they got, you know, that mid-round, first-round pick, and they can get some offensive weapons for him, and then you're coming back next year with, you know, an elite defense that you would think again, and... And a better, uh, you know, a better That's what offense. you do if Brady leaves. Draft Eason. I mean, what else? You're not going to sign yeah. somebody. I just, like, you're not going to sign somebody. I, I, well, yeah, I guess, I guess draft if Brady leaves, probably, but Brady so, so I don't think he's going to leave. I, I don't guess think it's is, a good move for any party involved. So I think that Brady will stay. Um, what about Breeze? You guys think Breeze is better? I think Ryan, Bridgewater is better than Breeze, dude. He's just not as poised and it is not as much of a vet and legend. Like, that's what makes Breeze a better quarterback. But Bridgewater is is a, has better physical ability than Drew Breeze as a quarterback. He can make more throws than Drew Breeze. He's more athletic than Drew Breeze. He's the, the, that team loves him. It's like they. I really don't think. I think that. If any time is the I time agree. to pass the torch, it's right now. But dude. even the the past three years, look at the season. But even when Teddy gone. was in, like, it's slightly downgraded every I know, year even, almost. It's like in the playoffs. So it's like yeah, I don't definitely. see. They missed the window. They missed even, the window. Even when Teddy was in, like their offense was still pretty vanilla. You know, like they beat the Jaguars. Yeah, what was it, like, I know. Nine but you're going to get like, games like they, that. They, it wasn't. It's not like Teddy Bridgewater is going to be pushing not, the ball I'm downfield. I'm not saying he's like, taking Breeze shots. Doesn't necessarily do that. And they won 13 games this year. You just need a guy no, who can do exactly, it when it's yeah. called upon. And yeah. Breeze wasn't that guy this year. And Bridgewater possibly could be. Definitely. If I'm the Saints, I'm easily doing that. I said it. Dolan jumped ship on it, but I believed it the whole time, even though it wasn't. I mean, Bridgewater's a better quarterback than Breeze. And it's no slight to Breeze. I mean, the guy's 43 years old, and, and he's had shoulder issues, and you know. It sucks because he's a great—he's the great, you know, face of the NFL or whatever, or face of the Saints for the longest time. He's an upstanding guy, but he's not winning another Super Bowl, man. They're not—it's to restart again next year. I mean, they very well could do it, but I think now's the time to pass the torch to Teddy, kind of, and uh, and move on. We got an exciting offseason ahead of us, yeah, I hope boys. So. Well, so we all have. Um, so we all have. Um, we I have Vikings, Seahawks. You guys have 49ers, Seahawks, and then we all have Kansas City, Houston. Or sorry, Kansas City. Uh, no, Kansas. Both. Yeah. Very nice. All right. Yeah, when the when the one seeds play those wild card teams, uh, sometimes it's just like I don't know. You get that yeah. chalk. So you definitely get that chalk yeah. sometimes. I just think that both one seeds this year aren't necessarily, or, or, or you know, Baltimore's yeah, pretty. Baltimore's sure. experienced. I'm not going to try to say they're not experienced at all because because they are, but still kind of a newer. These are new teams, you know. These are kind of new teams that are that are controlling yeah. their their respective conferences. So, still definitely going to be tested. Um, really looking forward to it, man. Really looking forward to it. You mean who who was it last year in the NFC at this point? It was L.A. It was L.A. New Orleans. LA, or, oh, it was L.A. played Dallas. New Orleans played oh, Philly. Um, New England. I mean, played, that's like wild. 
New England beat yeah, the Chargers the Chargers yeah. in Can- Kansas City Kansas City played the Colts. So Kansas City's the only one left from this point last year. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, it is insane. That's what makes the NFL great, baby. Oh yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that does it. Nothing like a little dead air to finish off the pot. Love it. <laughs>